Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize on your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space so that you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Talking Sports with Manny in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Thank you so much. Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports with Manny. On this particular episode, I'm going to break down some players that you can buy low for in fantasy that have upside that can possibly win you a fantasy championship so i'm gonna have 10 names to give you guys but they are in no particular order i hope you guys enjoy this episode let's get it so guys the first name on my list is will fuller will fuller was a guy that was drafted in the first round back in 2016 he has not really uh, been healthy, so you can't really get to really know what Will Fuller can do. But he's very talented. He's always been talented. His his only problem has been health. So he's definitely a guy that I feel like you can grab in the maybe seventh, eighth, ninth round, um, maybe even later. Sometimes you'll see Will Fuller in the tenth and eleventh round, depending on your draft, depending on what your settings are. But um, if Will Fuller was healthy all of last year, he would have had 16 games played uh, for 72 catches, 974 yards and five touchdowns. So that's roughly right under a thousand yards receiving and 72 catches. So that's pretty solid numbers right there. Um, that's borderline wide receiver two high-end wide receiver three numbers. Um, I do expect Will Fuller to hit a thousand yards this season, especially um, being the number one receiver for the Texans. A lot of guys are going to say Brandon Cooks, and I get it. Brandon Cooks is a monster when he's healthy. It's all about health. Who can be more healthy this season? Is it Will Fuller or is it Brandon Cooks? So you can get either one of these guys um, later on in the draft and um, just imagine a game that will fuller had last year it was uh 10-6 last year versus the um atl falcons now he had 16 targets he had 14 catches 217 yards and three touchdowns everybody who started will fuller that game literally won like that was a free win and that was like the game of the year that was 53 Point seven fantasy points if you are calculating in standard PPR. When I say standard PPR, just regular PPR, no other types of bonuses, just just catches, um, touchdowns and yards. 
53.7 points. That's amazing. Um, so Will Fuller does have that kind of potential. I know you guys are going to say, well, DeAndre Hopkins is not there. But still, he can still produce at this high level because then you have a guy in Brandon Cooks that goes deep. So what that means is Will Fuller can work underneath a lot and get even more targets. So one thing about Deshaun Watson is if Deshaun Watson likes you, he's going to go find you. Um, another good game that he had last year was 11 targets for seven catches, 140 yards, zero touchdowns. So all I'm saying is if Will Fuller is getting anywhere between seven to 15 targets a year, I mean, a game, it's going to bode well for him. He's going to ball out. One thing about um, DeAndre Hopkins is, I mean, um, Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry, guys, is that Deshaun Watson loves to throw the ball. He loves to throw the ball. They're going to be a passing team. Uh, the running game is, I mean, with David Johnson, we don't know what to expect out of that running game. But one thing is for sure is that Deshaun Watson is going to pass the ball, especially being that he's trying to get that new contract. You best believe he's going to be passing it to somebody. They got Will Fuller on the roster. You got Brandon Cooks. You got uh, Kenny Stills. And you got uh, Randall Cobb. So expect Will Fuller to go off. Expect Brandon Cooks to go off. But, yeah, you can find Will Fuller late in the draft. But if you can't find him late in the draft, you can trade for him. And when I mean trade for him, you can trade maybe like your second tight end. You can trade maybe your third or fourth running back. You can trade your second quarterback and get this guy. So buy low with the potential of upside. Like right now in one of my leagues, I'm trying to trade um, one of my backup running backs as well as Golden Tate in a combination to pick up Will Fuller. So, Will Fuller, number one on my list. The number two name on my list is David Montgomery. Last season um, was his rookie year. He had 889 yards, six touchdowns, two fumbles. Um... He didn't have a good season. He didn't have a bad season. I mean, it was okay. 800-plus yards is okay for a rookie. I do expect David Montgomery to go over 1,000 yards this season. Also, he had 25 receptions last year for 185 yards in one touchdown. I do expect he's, his reception numbers to double this season. I know that Tariq Cohen is there, and he does a lot of the third-down back type stuff and a lot of the receiving work, but... I do expect David Montgomery to at least, if he doesn't double it to 50 receptions, at least 40 receptions. I do see him getting more receptions this year and more yards this year. They said that he has slimmed down. So if he slimmed down, that means he's going to be faster. If this guy can become more, a, more of a receiving back, he's going to be more of a factor in, P, in uh, PPR. So most of all the stats that I'm going to give you guys today is based off of PPR format. So I do expect... They, uh, David Montgomery to be around over, you know, a thousand yards to about eleven hundred yards. I do expect his rushing touchdown numbers to go up to maybe nine and then maybe he gets a couple of scores receiving. And if he can get to 40, maybe 50 receptions, man, you're talking about a top 15 back, you know, at least right now, I already have him ranked around a top 20 back this year, which means a uh, RB2, uh, but he can be a high end RB2 if his receptions go up. So I'm expecting big things out of David Montgomery. You guys should buy low. Um, he's going uh, in the mid rounds 
Um, sometimes after anywhere between fourth round to sixth round, that's where he's going. So if you're lucky, you can definitely get this guy for a trade. Um, I was able to trade uh, Tariq Cohen and a quarterback and a guy like Golden Tate to sweeten the pot for the guy. And I got Rivers back and David Montgomery. So this is a buy low candidate. Go and get him now. He's definitely going to benefit your team. Thank me later. The next person on my list is Golden Tate. Golden Tate had a suspension last season, so he missed uh, some games. And then um, I believe he might have been injured as well. But either way, he played 11 games total last year and had uh, 676 yards, receiving six touchdowns and 49 receptions. Um, I remember buying Golden Tate super low last year. Matter of fact, I picked him up for, fr uh, for free in the free agency. And then I was able to then trade Golden Tate for Austin Eckler. But that's a whole nother story for another day. Um, so, guys, Austin Eckler is number three on my list. Um, if he played all 16 games last season, he would have had 983 yards receiving. He would have had uh, 71 receptions. He would have had at least eight or nine touchdowns just off of, you know, projections. Of course, different things could happen, you know, weather matchups. I get that. But I'm just kind of just giving you an idea of the kind of player that Golden Tate is. Also, he would have had 123 targets. Let me tell you guys um, who. He would have been around had he gotten 123 targets. Had he got 123 targets, he would have been tied with John Brown for number 20 overall. Okay, um, guys above that would have been um, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, OBJ Cooper Cup. So that would have been around the group that he would have been in the high end. And then in the low end, it would have been guys like Chris Godwin. Um, George Kittle, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans. So I gave you guys six names up from 123 and six names down from 123. That's the kind of group in the company that Golden Tate would have been in. Um, I understand that Sterling Shepard is out there. When healthy, he's very good for their system. Um, of course, there's Darius Slayton out there, the young rookie from last season going into year two. Um, Many people are thinking that he's going to be the number one receiver for the Giants, and that's cool. But the guy that I trust and the guy that I would go with is Golden Tate just because he gets a lot of the target share and he knows how to get open. He's a Wally veteran and he plays out of the slot. So most receivers who play out of, out of the slot mean that they're a, 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 a safety valve and the quarterbacks love him, especially young quarterbacks. You need a guy to dump off the ball to and Golden Tate, guys. It's a guy you can get late in the draft. I was able to get Golden Tate both times this past weekend in round 15, both times. So Golden Tate is a name to go grab. Um, he's going to produce. He's safe. If anything, he gets you about a thousand yards. He gets you about 70 to 80 catches. He gets you if he gets you anywhere between eight to nine touchdowns, you hit the jackpot. OK, so Golden Tate is a guy that you can buy low. He's going very cheap. Either you're getting him at the end of drafts or you're trading for him. You're trading, you know, maybe your fourth running back or a defense even. So Golden Tate is very cheap. Buy low now before the season starts. Trust me. I'm telling you guys, get him now before the season starts. Golden Tate. The fourth player on my list is Noah Fant from 
the Denver Broncos, uh, rookie from last year. He had 40 receptions for 562 yards and three TDs. I expect those numbers to drastically go up this season. Why? Because there is a rapport between Noah Fant and Drew Luck. Um, not only that, um, there's something about um, rookie quarterbacks looking for their tight ends. And if you look at the tight end landscape in the, for the Denver Broncos, no offense is definitely going to get all the all the reps, all the snaps. Um, he's a decent blocker, but he's a phenomenal receiver. So, like I expect him to be around sixty-five to seventy receptions this season, um, with a with about seven to eight hundred yards, maybe seven TDs. He's going to be a tight end breakout player this year so he's a guy that you can get late in drafts if you go with the zero tight end uh, strategy which a lot of people do if you fade tight ends early on in your draft you can recover by getting a guy like Noah Fant later on in the uh, draft um, most guys who draft Noah Fant is probably drafting him as a tight end too so you might be able to just slide into the, into the DMs and be able to uh, offer something not expensive for Noah Fant especially if the GM or owner already he has a tight end so no offense guys and number four and number five i have deontay johnson deontay johnson had 59 receptions last season for 680 yards and five tds that's phenomenal um especially with terrible quarterback play this guy right here he is explosive man he was one of the better wide receivers last season a guy that did not get a lot of credit a guy that did not get a lot of love but this season with big ben coming back expect deontay johnson to have a big season um he he is definitely uh a potential 1000 yard receiver and don't be surprised if he catches about 80 balls and about seven or eight uh seven or eight touchdowns so deontay johnson guys at number five um i'm, I'm expecting big things out of him in especially for those of you guys that are playing dynasty he is definitely a guy to grab because what's going to happen is Juju Smith-Schuster might not be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if he's not back, that means that Deontay Johnson takes over as a number one receiver next season. And a guy like Chase Claypool becomes the number two potentially in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, they know how to draft wide receivers. Pittsburgh does not um, overspend for their wide receivers. So expect the Steelers to make a run to sign Juju. But if they don't, then the Deontay Johnson stock goes skyrocket especially if you're drafting him in a startup dynasty or a keeper league he's a guy to keep an eye on he's going late in drafts um then you can possibly trade for him especially if the gm does not know the value of what deontay johnson brings to the table so deontay johnson at number five Number six on my list is Matthew Stafford, a guy who's always consistent, a guy who always produces, but he's been lost in the sauce because he's been injured. You know, um, that's the only knock on Matthew Stafford. This year, Kenny Galladay is on a mission. Kenny Galladay is trying to go 
as a top seven wide receiver this year. So if that's going to happen, then that means that uh, Matthew Stafford is going to have a big year. Then they drafted uh, Robert Swift in the draft from Georgia. He's a great pass catching back. Uh, you got Kerryon Johnson out there in the backfield as well who can receive passes. Then you have uh, Marvin Jones, who's so underrated. Uh, all he does is produce. He's a touchdown getter. He's a, 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 a big baller, especially when he's healthy. Then you have TJ Hawkinson, who you drafted in the first round, who is going to have a better season than Noah Fant. I talked about Noah Fant earlier, but um, with all these weapons that Matthew Stafford has, um, be sure to get him late, mid to late uh, draft. And um, he's a guy that can uh, possibly, no, not possibly, he will be a QB1 this season. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, especially if Detroit can't run the ball. Detroit has not been able to run the ball for years. So what does that mean? That means more passing for Matthew Stafford. That means more touchdowns. And then also, whoever that's the field goal kicker for Detroit is going to have a big year as well because um, Detroit moves the ball. And if there's no running game, um, that means a lot of passing. And if the defense doesn't take a step, that means more passing for Matthew Stafford. So draft him confidently in the mid to late round of the draft. And um, he's definitely going to reward you with QB1 numbers. Matthew Stafford. Go get him. At number seven, I have Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry was drafted in the first round last season, and um, he didn't have a good season. Uh, but most importantly, he was out with injury. So it's not like Nikhil Harry does not have talent. He has talent. It's just staying on the field. So this year, with a new quarterback like Cam Newton, Cam Newton loves big receivers. So I expect Nikhil Harry to end up being their number two wide receiver outside of um of Julian Edelman. Edelman is just a a monster, man. Julian Edelman is going to get his targets. He knows how to get open. Uh, I see the target share going Julian Edelman, James White, and then Nikhil Harry. But Nikhil Harry can do a little bit of everything. Uh, for those who have not seen his tape, check out his tape. I think he has a big season with New England. He's going to show why he was a first-round pick. Uh, so he's the guy that's going late in drafts. Sometimes he goes undrafted. Um so, yeah, Nikhil Harry, man, at number seven, go grab him. He's going to have a big season for the New England Patriots. Patriots are in the running for um, another, uh, I guess, playoff run. I almost said Super Bowl run, but playoff run. So you best believe that they're going to need to pass the ball. Everybody is saying Mohamed Sanu, but I think Nikhil Harry has a way bigger season than Mohamed Sanu. We've seen the best that Sanu can give you, and I don't think that Cam Newton is going to make Sanu a number, uh, I mean, a 1,000-yard receiving uh, wide receiver. Nikhil Harry has way more upside, way more talent, uh, even Julian Edelman. So, like I said, Nikhil Harry is a guy to grab. You don't even have to trade for the guy. He's going to be there at the uh, end of the draft. So, he's going to be a guy that's a bench stash. He's going to be a guy that's a flyer that you take a flyer on. And he's going to be a guy that, like like I said, he's going to be in the uh, waiver wire in free agency. So why not just go get him now that he's a free agent? Then you wait till week one and then he balls out. He gets you like seven catches, 110 yards and a touchdown. Then you're like, oh, Nikhil Harry. You know, similar to uh, Terry McLaurin last year. Terry McLaurin blew up that one game and then folks went and got him. 
And guess what? He kept doing it over and over and over again. So I see that kind of uh, potential for Nikhil Harry. So if you can get him right now from free agency, you go grab him. If you can trade for him, it's going to be super cheap. And then uh, if you haven't drafted, you can definitely draft him late in the draft. The eighth guy on my list is Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a quarterback that is going to go undrafted um, in 12-man leagues. In 12-man leagues, one quarterback leagues, Philip Rivers is going to go undrafted. He's not even being drafted as the number two quarterback right now. I'm telling you guys, Philip Rivers is a guy to grab. This guy is going into a whole new offense. He's there with a coordinator and a coach that he's been with before. And he has T.Y. Hilton. He has Paris Campbell. He has Michael Pittman. And Michael Pittman is also another guy to grab late in the draft as well. So that's a bonus um, added to what uh, Philip Rivers is going to bring. So um, don't forget Jack Doyle, another bonus, another guy to grab. So, um, yeah, Philip Rivers, guys, um, I'm expecting him to have anywhere between 4,000 to about 4,500 yards. Um, look for Philip Rivers to be anywhere between 27 to 30 touchdowns. Um, even though that the Colts have a good rushing offense, I expect Philip Rivers to throw for a lot of yards this year and also throw for a lot of touchdowns. If you are in a league where touchdowns matter, if you are in a league where quarterbacks get six points per touchdown, Phillip Rivers is definitely a guy that you can get for the cheap. I was able to trade uh, Tannenhill and a package to get uh, David Montgomery and Phillip Rivers. So, yeah, Phillip Rivers is definitely a guy that I'm high on this year. He can sling the ball. All he needs is protection, and he's definitely playing with the best offensive line in football with a running game. This might be the most talented um, offense that Phillip Rivers has, has been around. What? Did I just say that? Yes. I understand they had Keenan Allen last year and Eckler and Josh Gordon, but this team is just as talented. You're going to have Naheem Hines to do some of the stuff that Eckler can do. You're going to have guys like Jack Doyle to do some of the stuff that Hunter Henry can do and so on and so forth. So, guys, look for Phillip Rivers to hit T.Y. Hilton often. Um, T.Y. Hilton is a guy that's being drafted late as well. So, look. The entire Colts offense, you can get these guys late, including Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is going way, way, way low in the draft because of um, Jonathan Taylor. So, guys, the Colts, like I said, have the best offensive line out there. I expect Phillip Rivers to be healthy. I expect him to be protected. And if he's protected, he can sling that ball. So, Phillip Rivers coming in at number eight. So coming in at number nine, I'm going to make it two players for this because it all depends on what the Washington football decide to do. So, so for my split number nine, it's going to be Antonio Gibson and um, my guy Bryce Love. So at the end of the drafts, you're going to see Antonio Gibson available. You're going to see Bryce Love available. These are two guys that you can grab at the end of the draft. 
do not let these guys hit waiver wire. You can grab one of these guys at the end of the draft. Yes, Adrian Peterson is the is the lead back this year. Yes, he's going to get the tough carries and the goal line carries. But if you're playing in PPR leagues and you need some guys who catch passes, look no further than Antonio Gibson. Bryce Love is a wild card because he comes out of that same Christian McCaffrey type mold. But I don't know how all that is going to shake out. Um, but in one of my leagues, I have both Bryce Love and I, I have um, Antonio Gibson as well. And I don't know which one to keep. For me, I'm going to keep the back who catches the most passes. So as the year progresses towards the end of the year, you're going to see one of these two guys emerge. And if you can get these guys, like I said, with the very last pick of the draft, you're going to be very happy on your return of investment. Um, Bryce Love is a guy that can do it all. He can catch passes. He can run with the ball. And depending on what the record is looking like, it's not looking like the Washington football team is going to have a winning record this year. It's not looking like they're competing for a Super Bowl. So what that means is they're going to give a lot of their young guys an opportunity to you know, be that lead back. So Antonio Gibson has been getting tons of reps with the first team. And then Bryce Love is getting reps with the second team. So it seems like um, the depth chart goes like this. Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, Antonio Gibson. But between Antonio Gibson and Bryce Love, Antonio Gibson will be on the on the field more because he plays some wide receiver as well. So he plays receiver, he plays running back. So that just means more opportunity, more touches. So if I had to choose one out of the two, I would go Antonio Gibson in PPR. I would go Bryce Love in Dynasty. And I would go Adrian Peterson for your maybe your third or fourth running back on your team. The 10th person on my list is Justin Jefferson. I believe that Justin Jefferson has the chance to be the uh, wide receiver one of the rookies. Um, the guy is um, very explosive. When he was at LSU, he ran a lot of his routes out of the slot. And now with uh, Stefan Diggs gone, the Vikings are expecting him to play an outside. And maybe Thielen moves back to the inside where Thielen is most effective. But... At the end of the day, everybody knows that the Vikings are a team that runs the ball. But when you have a talent like Justin Jefferson, you don't draft this guy in the first round just to be another guy. He's going to get the ball. And I don't know if it's going to be early on in the season or if it's going to be as the season progresses. But Justin Jefferson is a guy that I'm drafting all over. Um, he's more effective and more valuable in Dynasty but if you have an opportunity to draft this guy with one of your very last picks of your draft, you go get him. Um, the guy is talented. He's big. He has nice hands. He runs crispy routes. And um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have fun with this weapon right here. So Justin Jackson is the guy that you grab. I'm going to give you guys two more guys as a bonus. OK, go grab Boston Scott if you can. 
Boston Scott is a guy that is very valuable in PPR. So if you're looking for a PPR type running back late in the draft, you go ahead and you grab Boston Scott. I understand they have Miles Sanders and Boston Scott is not going to affect what Miles Sanders is doing. But what Boston Scott is going to do is he's going to catch a lot of passes. Um, he, he He's a short and small back, but he's very uh, effective. He has decent speed. He's very elusive. Uh, he has great hands. So he's a guy that you want to grab. And then the last guy on my list is Brandon Ayuk. We all know the situation that's going on with the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver group with Debo Samuels being on a pup. And they're saying that Debo Samuels might be ready for week one, but we're not sure. So um, people are drafting uh, Debo Samuels and stashing them in the in the IR, which is very smart. But Brandon Ayuk is a guy that has the lead and the hang on that number one spot you know you got guys like pettis out there and born and all these different guys they've signed all these different veterans to come in and help but i i believe that brandon Ayuk is the number one receiver right now until debo samuels comes back so in terms of targets 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 um, it can be very beneficial for you. I did a draft um, tonight, and what I decided to do was I got Brandon Ayuk with one of my very last picks in the draft. Um, I'm going to keep him on my bench, and then, you know, I'll give him some time, maybe three to four weeks, maybe five, and kind of see if he's going to carve out a role. If he does, wow, I got me a steal. If he doesn't, well, he was, you know, a late-round pick that I can always discard. So, um, guys, that is my list. Um, I hope you guys got value from this. Um, please share this podcast with as many people as you can. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, always showing love. Thank you guys for always uh, listening. I can't do this without you guys. I love you guys. You guys be blessed.